This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. All right, we are to Charlie Warner. Tight end for the 49ers. He comes in number 55 on the countdown today. Now, last year he was at 40. So that's a 15-spot drop, and that's going to happen whenever your team drafts not one, but two tight ends to bring in competition. Now, Warner was on this trajectory to being the permanent installment at the number two tight end spot, overtook Roz Dwelly relatively easily. Then Tyler Croft came in. It was a back and forth with them, depending on who was you know healthier at the moment. But let's dive into Charlie Warner because this is a player that the 49ers believed a lot in, um, traded multiple assets uh, to go get him, and they really, really liked him. It took him a little while. He got his red shirt kind of year that we uh, they always do, started taking snaps away from everybody else. But let's go through his journey and what it took for Charlie Warner to get to the point that he is today. Want to give a quick shout-out to Josh, the 49ers guru. If you're not following him on Twitter, you need to. The dude is a beast. Uh, shout-out to him for all the background research on this episode. So Charlie Warner wears number 89 for the 49ers and fits the height, weight, speed mold very, very well. 6'5", 240. He's got short arms, 31 and one inch arms. He's 25 years old, still young, younger than a lot of tight ends that were drafted this year. Um, a 168 10 cone all right, that's all right. A 4.78 40-yard dash, not great. 34.5-inch vertical, 10-inch broad jump, 21 bench press reps. Pretty solid. Now, if you plug in Charlie Warner's measurables into the mock draftable machine, you get, here are the player comps, Isaiah Likely, Pat Fryermuth, and this is what's crazy is because it constantly updates. He is an 80% match, 80.2% physically with Cameron Latu. The Niners got some metrics that they really, really like with their tight ends. Um, even though Latu and Warner could not be more diametrically opposed playing styles, their physical frame and skill set, pretty damn close. Pretty close. He's entering in his fourth season. Um, and if you trace back to kind of what he went through, he's from Rayburn County High School, the Wildcats, um, remote, remote part of Georgia. You know, he studied agribusiness at Georgia He's a country boy. Uh, there is no doubt about it. Uh, you know, went to the Georgia Bulldogs, won a championship there. And here's what's crazy. The pedigree is huge with him. Um, you know, if you look, he's the nephew of former Georgia All-American defensive back and 2016 College Football Hall of Fame inductee Scott Warner. Um, his dad also played as well. So He's got the pedigree. He's got a big family. Uh, six siblings, which is crazy. Rachel, Alan, Peter, Jack, Sally, and Lucy, plus good old Charlie. Um, and he credits all of the brothers and sisters with helping him develop a competitive spirit, trying to keep up with his older brothers. Um, big fisherman, hunter. Uh, he said he's caught several sharks while fishing out in the ocean. And, you know, if you just look at 
how important family is to him. He followed in his, the footsteps of his uncle, Scott Warner, who we mentioned earlier, went to Georgia and basically did exactly what they did. Now, while he was at Georgia, he had the highest run-blocking grade of all college tight ends, an 82.9 grade during his time um, from Pro Football Focus, block for Nick Chubb, block for Sony Michelle, DeAndre Swift. I mean, it was just the dude belonged. And he was also the recipient of the John A. Addison Family Scholarship, which is cool, and the Peter and Kay Amon Football Scholarship. So you've got intelligence. You've got somebody working to be there. It just hasn't panned out the way that the trajectory was going. He gets drafted in the sixth round, pick number 190, overall in the 2020 draft. Now, here's what's crazy is they got this pick because they traded Marquise Goodwin to the Eagles. The Eagles subsequently dropped Marquise Goodwin, um, but they swapped a seventh, number 240 in Goodwin, to jump up 50 spots to go get him, number 190. Now, I went back and looked at the 2020 tight end draft class. It might be one of the worst of all time. It is really, really bad. Uh, Cole Komet, and that's about it. And it's not even like Cole Komet's been amazing by any stretch, but there just hasn't been a notable tight end emerge from this draft class yet. Still, still early. Somebody could pan out. But you look at what Charlie Warner did in his time in the NFL. He hasn't panned out to be any type of – receiving threat whatsoever he's got 12 career targets that's it eight receptions 88 yards you know that's 11 yards per catch which is good he's got a 66 percent catch rate which is okay but he was brought in as a physical elite run blocker hasn't really panned out there either you know if we look at just what he did last year now, he did struggle with off-season core muscle surgery, similar to what Bosa had before being drafted, and it seemed like it took him a lot longer to come back. He had 215 offensive snaps last year, 159 of which were run-blocking. Now, if we look at his grades, yikes. 44.1 offensive grade from Pro Football Focus. Not great. 37.2 passing. That's why he's not getting reps and targets and those things. Now, a 60.6 pass-blocking grade, that's good. 51.2 run blocking, that's a little below average. But if you look at what he did in 2021, he had a 73.7 run blocking grade. So if you want to play for Kyle Shanahan, you got to be able to run block. He was on his way to being this elite number two run blocking specialist. It just didn't come out last year. It just didn't. Now, where has he contributed most for the 49ers? That's special teams. And that's why it's going to be so difficult for these new young pups to step in. Cameron Law to Braden Willis, two tight ends that the 49ers drafted this year. you got to prove you can play on special teams before you beat out Charlie Warner. And that's why we got him at 55. You know, you look at the 53-man roster, I'm not quite sure Charlie Warner makes it. You know, he's just outside of that for us. But I do think that he will be active. I do think he'll be active on week one's roster. Even if he doesn't make the 53, they bring him back to the practice squad, elevate him to active status, let those young tight ends learn a little more. I think that's kind of the route it's going to go. Um, but 434 special team snaps last year with a 61.8 grade. Key contributor status, it's there. Uh, the, the guy's got it. There's no doubt about it. So having that baseline 
for special teams is so important. You know he can run block, and now he's got a healthy offseason, so you're hoping he can pick up on his 2021 tape and not his 2022. We got to put that behind us. And here's the crazy thing for Dwelly, and, and this is kind of the sad reality of the NFL. The NFL stands for not for long. You're a six-round pick. You don't get the leeway of having two bad seasons. You had one bad season, and what did your team do? They drafted not one, but two tight ends. If he can jump up and go back to his 2021 play style, he's got a spot on this roster. And one of those rookies will be cut. There's a, That will happen. If Warner can prove he can go back to his 2021 playing, he's going to be around. But if he can't, and he's behind the eight ball now, and if he has another bad camp or bad preseason, this could be it for him in the 49ers. I hope that's not the case. Because we have seen what he can bring as a run blocker. And Shanahan loves that more than almost anything. So excited to see. Do we get the 2021 Warner, which is great? Or do we get the 2022 Warner, which is beyond replaceable? We'll find out. And for us, we'll just keep counting them down here. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to Tabor Pepper's episode on the 49ers roster countdown for 2023. Yeah, we even do long snappers, which I love. Got to give the long snappers some love. I was a long snapper in high school. Uh, was planning on being a long snapper slash defensive tackle uh, <laughs> at the college level, if you can imagine all those things. But we got Tabor Pepper coming in at number 54. Now, I know last year Tabor Pepper was 53, and I fully do expect him to be on the 53-man roster. But when all five of the executive producers voted on all the positions, the way the numbers worked out, it was like a combined um, aggregate score. He was right at that 53 to 54 or 53 number. So long stepper, where's jersey number 46? Um, six foot four, 245, which, man, he's got some pretty damn good size. No lie. Uh, five, 140, not the fastest guy. He's 29 years old. But a 32-inch vertical and 15 bench press reps, that's pretty impressive. He was an undrafted free agent. He's going into his seventh season, which I freaking love. He's from Michigan. He played at Saline High School, the Hornets, and got his degree in media and information from Michigan State. Now, he's huge in video games. Uh, there, there's no doubt about that. If you look through his first main purchase, once he got signed to the NFL, uh, was all video game stuff. <laughs> that's, 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 that's what he wanted to do. Um, did track and field in high school. His father played offensive line at Illinois, um, and he's just all about video games. Wants to go into eSports. Um, I know that he plays a lot of people um, online and Madden and all these other games. Uh, little known fact to Tabor Pepper, he has blocked yours truly, John Chapman. I don't know why. Uh, I'm a big fan of his. I think that he's really, really good. I uh, love his personality love what he brings to the team and he's very active with the organization in the offseason um he just does a lot i really do think that he's a great dude and belongs on this team but um at the same time we do have to wrestle with the fact that yeah he's a long snapper 
Now, he broke his foot in 2017 in Green Bay. He's got two career tackles in 66 games played, but that's not why he's there. It's all about the snaps. Now, I will, if I'm going to be honest, you know, we have broken down every special team snap for two-plus years now. His snaps have gone down. There's no doubt about that. Um, is he still good? Yes. Is he still above average? Probably. I don't break down long snapper film for all 32 teams. But if you look at his pro football focus grades, 2020, he was a 72.7. 2021, 66.9. Last year, a 47.5. Not great. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the numbers would suggest declining performance. I believe in this guy. I'm very thankful and happy that he is with the 49ers again, especially since they've decided to spend a third-round pick on a kicker um, and Jake Moody. So the more experience you can get with the snap Hold kick, that's huge. And so you've got Tabor snapping. You've got Mitch Wisnowski, who I personally think, I know he's a good punter. That dude's incredible when it comes to holding. Like he is, there are several times where Mitch Wisnowski saves the day. That's just the truth of the matter. So awesome pairing. I'm glad that we have the continuity between the snap and the hold um, for the field goal team and extra point team. Plus punting, I think that he's probably a little bit better at uh, punting long snap punting than he is um, extra point and field goal long snapping, but that's okay. Um, excited to have him. He's a lock for the roster. There's no doubt about it. There's no competition at the long snapping position. They might roll a couple guys through in workouts, but that's not really the way the NFL goes with backup long snappers for sure. But I'm excited. Tabor Pepper, uh, the man, he is just such a cool guy. And I hope that his play picks up or at least doesn't go down anymore. If it does, then I think you would talk about maybe a transition there. But I'm excited to have him and glad that he's going to be there to help out with the new rookie kicker. So shout out to Josh, 49ers guru, for being doing all the back work on this episode. But for us, we'll just keep counting them down. We have reached the demarcation line on the 49ers roster countdown for 2023. Number 53, this is how many spots that can make the active roster. Now, when we did this voting system, we had five executive producers voting, one through 91, ranking them all with an accumulative score. And then number 53, the versatile, high upside linebacker from the undrafted free agent class of last year, Marcelino McCrary Ball. He was number 88 last year. <laughs> now he's 53. Jumped considerably. And he's fun because with a lot of the linebackers, they have carved out roles. If you look at Curtis Robinson, he's a backup Mike. You look at D. Winters, backup Will. You look at Jalen Graham, backup Sam. Marcelino McCray Paul, he's got the positional versatility at the linebacker position to back up all three. So linebacker. Number 40, now I do have to say thank you to Josh, the 49ers guru, just absolute great work, you know, doing all this background work. Now, here's what's interesting. Marcelino McCrary bought his pro day with six foot 215. That is tiny for a linebacker. That is close to the height and weight that the 49ers like for their defensive backs. Now, if you've seen pictures recently of Marcelino McCrary Ball, he does not look like he's 250 pounds. I would say 225 on the small side, perhaps even more. He has added a lot of weight and a lot of muscle. Um, he is jacked. Now, 31 and 7 8 cents arms, pretty short arms, 24 years old. Now, he was a six year player at Indiana, but 
He was a 17-year-old true freshman that started 12 games at Indiana. So, you know, it's interesting because he's got the experience. He's got the playing time. But, man, he's just so young. He's only 24 still. Ran a 4.5140 yard dash, which is incredible for a linebacker. No issues there. Speed is top-notch. And that's one of the reasons why, man, you can play him at Sam. You can play him at Will. You can play him at Mike. I think he fits across the board. Uh, three cones, 7.03, good change of direction. That's good for a wide receiver. 35.5-inch vertical, 10-foot, uh, 1-inch broad jump. That's great. 23 bench press reps, strong as hell, and he's only gotten stronger going into his second season. Now, the Niners have been high on this guy from the start. Last year, he was the highest-paid undrafted free agent for the entire 49ers UDFAs last year. They love this guy. Comes out of Georgia, Roswell High School in Georgia, the Fighting Hornets. Um, graduated when he was at Indiana with a liberal studies degree. And he. it's interesting for several reasons. You know, one of the reasons why I think the Niners love him so much, he was a team captain for not one but two seasons at Indiana. Again, 17-year-old freshman that started 12 games, that's rare. In the Big Ten, I know Indiana's not a national powerhouse by any stretch, but this dude's playing against first-round draft picks nonstop. You know, he played against, I guess he was on the same field, but, you know, Nick Bosa, he was playing against Ohio State whenever they were there, and he's played against a lot of top-tier talent. So, because that was back in 2016 that he was a 17-year-old freshman starting. Now, um, All-American, honorable mention, All-Big Ten, He's got all the awards. He's got them all. He was a defensive back for head coach John Ford at Roswell High School. Very prominent program down there in Georgia. And he's got the family pedigree. Listen to this. Brother Marcus was an NFL defensive back. Um, played at the University of Memphis. Reggie Jr., another brother. NFL wide receiver. Played at Georgia Tech. Um, and Rayshon, a defensive back at the University of Tennessee, Chattanooga. So you got a family of athletes. Athleticism's there. And I, I just think there's an expectation for him to carve out a role somewhere. When... You lose somebody like Aziz Alshire, who was incredible. This guy is the clearest of clear Aziz prototype. Not replacements, I don't want to say that, but he's following that exact same mold. Undrafted free agent, can play multiple spots because Aziz was the Sam linebacker, but also backed up the mic. And I think that's exactly what you can get from Marcelino McCurry Ball. Um, and that's what he was. You know, if he's been versatile since day one. He played the Husky position at Indiana, which was the safety linebacker hybrid, very similar to Jalen Graham, very similar to what Fred Warner did, very similar to what Aziz Alshire did. Like, he fits that mold. Um, and so you can look at those things and say, man, this kid – has multiple swings at making this 49ers roster. If he loses the Mike backup job to Curtis Robinson, well, guess what? He can compete for the Sam spot. Can he be a special teams ace? There's lots of ways for him to find his way onto this roster, and the Niners love him. Now, let's talk about his accumulative career stats at Indiana it's impressive what he did in college. 241 career tackles, 5.5 career sacks, 16.5 tackle for losses, 4 picks, 1 forced fumble, 1 fumble recovery, 17 pass breakups. 
if you want to know why this pathway, why the Niners like him, he fits the mold of supremely talented coverage skills at the linebacker position. The Niners covet that more than almost any team in the NFL. Look at Fred Warner, best coverage linebacker in the NFL. Can't even argue that. Look at D. Uh, sorry, you look at who's next to him and Drake Greenlaw. He developed that, but now back-to-back years, Drake Greenlaw's been great versus the pass game, and that's exactly what Marcelino McCurry Ball brings as a former safety. Uh, that's what he is. Now he has had some injuries. His sophomore year in college had season-ending ACL. Uh, injury and so that's rough senior year guess what another acl injury so those are the concerns and why he probably wasn't drafted plus he's smaller let's just be real he's got an nfl developmental body which i think has gone well in year two you just you look at him and you say yep that is a freaking nfl linebacker he is jacked but the injuries undersized He's a little bit of a tweener, and it took a team that was willing to say, man, we're going to redshirt you for a year and develop you into what we want. Now it's time to put up. That's just the way it goes. And I think that they like him so much. You know, the Niners did draft two linebackers this year, but I don't think either one of them are really in contention with what Marcelino McCrary Ball brings, and that's versatility. Now, he played in three preseason games, all three preseason games with the 49ers last year in 2022. Played okay. Um, PFF scores, not so much. This is Marcelino McCrary Ball's uh, PFF scores from the preseason last year. 45.9 overall, wasn't ready. 50.7 run defense, wasn't ready. 59.4 pass rush, okay. Aggressiveness there. 48.4 coverage, not ready. He did get an interception in one of the preseason games, eight tackles, two solo snaps, but 42 special team snaps. And I think that's what's important. You look at the games played at the college level, 53. Started 44 of those. He's got experience. He's just got to take that next step. And the competition at the, you know, you've got... Your starters, Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, and I think Oren Burks. Those guys are making the roster almost no matter what. But then you get all these guys behind him. And, again, the question goes to, is he just a Fred Warner backup? Because if he is, he's got to beat out Curtis Robinson. That's number one. If he's versatile, can he beat out guys like Jalen Graham, DFF, for that Sam spot? And then special teams. He's got the pathway, he's got the experience, he's got the moxie, he's a captain, he's a locker room fit, fits with the guys. Now it's time to put up a shut up. That's just what it is. Because you don't want to be behind the eight ball. If he loses these competitions, you have young bucks ahead of you now. Right? He's in this group, and I think he fits at the top of the list. When you're talking about guys like Curtis Robinson and even Jalen Graham, who they drafted this year, D. Winters, I don't even think they're in any competition whatsoever. D. Winters is a will linebacker only, and I don't think that's the best fit for Marcelino McCrary Ball. I think he's a Mike or a Sam. Um, So we'll see how it goes. I'm excited to see a lot of people are charting him as one of their favorite sleepers on this roster and i completely understand why so marcelino mccrary ball we're in your corner excited to see what you can do this year i think he makes the roster and is a special team stud that can back up not one but two linebacker positions excited to see what he can bring
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.